Welcome to Taking the Pulse, a healthcare podcast. I'm Tina Emerson with Nexon Fruit healthcare attorney, Matthew Roberts. Hey, good to see you. Uh, Tina, I'm very excited about our next guest. Uh, it's Matt Walsh, Blue Sky Pharmacy. Uh, they are a, one of the leaders in the healthcare life sciences industry here in South Carolina, one of the fastest growing companies. And we're going to hear a lot today about how they operate their specialty pharmacy uh, in a bunch of states and why they are different than others. So it's, it's going to be exciting to hear from Blue Sky Pharmacy. Yes, look forward to it. In fact, Matt is the CFO of Blue Sky Pharmacy, and he is located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and their pharmacy dares to be different by transforming the healthcare and pharmaceutical industry. Matt, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Let's start by getting into the details. Can you give us an overview of Blue Sky Pharmacy and, and what makes it different from big box pharmacies and touch on some of the growth you've seen recently? Sure, great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Blue Sky Specialty Pharmacy, we do dare to be different. Uh, we think of ourselves differently than most specialty pharmacies, and, and that in itself is a distinction from pharmacy in general. Um, there's all kinds of pharmacies in uh, healthcare services, all, all the way through long-term care and ambulatory care and retail and uh, infusion, and, and we really focus on specialty pharmacy and only specialty pharmacy, and that in itself makes us different. I mean, we see lots of our peers in the space that are dabbling in some specialty and some retail and some compounding and some infusion, but we're, we're very focused on specialty medications, especially patient um, and the challenges that that um, part of pharmacy has that are unique to specialty pharmacy. We've been here in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina since inception about uh, just around six years ago, we started the company. Um, and, and as Matthew pointed out, we're, we're, we've kind of grown all over the country at this stage in the game. Uh, but our roots are here in Mount Pleasant. And we're glad to be here. So, Matt, you know, I think most of us are familiar with a traditional retail pharmacy where you, you, you go in to pick up the medicine that your physician has ordered. Tell us a little bit about how Blue Sky is different as a specialty pharmacy and how you interact with patients. Sure. So, um, you know, the beginning of the process is fairly similar, right? A, a, a prescribing doctor will write a prescription for a medication, and that's about where the similarity ends. So a specialty medication is typically um, going to be a chronic patient. Um, rheumatology is an area where there's a lot of specialty medication that is prescribed. Those prescriptions come to us for the most part electronically, and then we begin the process of working um, in sort of the triad of the prescribing physician's office, the patient, and that patient's insurance company to have that patient's um, drug approved through the insurance company's process and then scheduled for delivery and shipped out. Uh, more often than not, these are cold chain items that are temperature controlled, have to stay refrigerated. We very rarely see a patient in the pharmacy. Uh, we ship most of our drugs uh, you know, directly to the patient kind of on an overnight basis. So our interaction with the patient begins from the moment we get a prescription from their doctor's office. We'll be on the phone with them, collecting as much benefit information as we can, getting some demographic information, um, and then we'll enroll them into an online platform where they be, you know, get a um, access to a patient feed. And so sort of like a LinkedIn feed, it scrolls chronologically. So from the time they start with us for as long as they stay on therapy with our pharmacy, every interaction is there for them to see. 
to let us know if they're you know, going to be out of town, they're ready for a refill. We can message them back and forth. So we try to be as proactive as possible from a digital communication with that patient and let them know where we are along the way of uh, getting them approved, patient assistance programs if, if needed and warranted, copay assistance programs if needed and warranted, really whatever we can do to ease the burden for that patient and get them on therapy as quickly as possible. That's what the prescribing office wants from us, and that's you know where, where we pride ourselves. And with all the specialty drugs that you, you work through, is there a specific type that you specialize in? You mentioned rheumatology. Is there is there anything that you are putting together more than, than another? Sure. Our, our core focus is, um, I would say, around autoimmune in general. So we're working um, the majority of our businesses, uh, rheumatology, dermatology, gastroenterology. Um, so, you know, we do do a lot of hep C meds and, and service a lot of hep C patients. Um, and then as well as we do a lot of bleeding disorder work. So in the hemophilia community um, here locally in the state and around the country, those are our core focuses today. Blue Sky seems to have a strong focus on the patient experience that you alluded to uh, earlier. Please talk about why that is and why that experience is so important to Blue Sky and, and the culture you have as an organization. Yeah, we, we really are very focused on the patient experience. Um, we know that for many, many, many of our patients, especially new patients, this is the first time that they've been diagnosed as a chronic patient and they just came out of their doctor's office and they're not happy about it. And what they want is a seamless experience to um, be educated, understand what's going to happen, and, and have a, a partner in the pharmacy who's going to work for them with their insurance company to get them on the med that their doctor wants them on. And that's just step one. You know, we have to do all that work and sort of take a person who just got life-changing news sometimes that like for the rest of your life, you're going to have to take this particular drug. Um, yesterday, that wasn't part of your life experience, right? So we know that we empathize with that patient. Um, and then we want to be there for them, you know, month in and month out for the rest of their life. If they're going to be traveling on vacation, or if they're going to be out of the country or out of the state, what can we do? How can we move their scheduling around? Um, if they're switching doctor's offices, are they you know, going to try a different therapy because this one failed? Um, you know, we're there to, you know, advocate for them, on behalf of their insurance company, as well as be partners with their doctor's office as a partner in care so that we're working side by side. And, and patients, you know, they have come to expect that of us. Uh, and that is really a differentiator and a calling card for us. We want our patients to tell their prescribing physician that they're super happy with Blue Sky and that we're doing a great job because that prescribing physician has lots of choice in pharmacy, just like the patient does. And you've chosen your headquarters there in, in Mount Pleasant and you say blue skies all over the country. You know, South Carolina has a huge life sciences industry and it's growing all the time. How is, is blue sky involved in that? And, and how does that uh, make you enjoy being in South Carolina a little bit more? Uh, South Carolina is a great place to be, you know, because it's beautiful and the, you know, there's lots of things to do here, particularly in the Charleston area. But you know, mostly the influx of talent that's coming into Charleston as a result of you know, the life sciences community, um, you know, the broader knowledge-based community, particularly in the Charleston market, you know, we're tremendously fortunate to be a part of that, right? We have the hospital systems here in Charleston, the Medical University of South Carolina, um, South University up in Columbia, which is a, has a fantastic pharmacy school. You know, that's where we find a lot of our employees. You know, we, we're nothing without our team members. Um, and, and, you know, being here in Charleston, there's a huge environment 
of you know, very highly qualified young professionals that are you know looking for work, and we're really fortunate to be an employer who can provide work to those folks. So, Matt, the the price of drugs continues to be a point of discussion and debate in the country. Um, and you're right in the middle of that as a, as a pharma, specialty pharmacy. How does Blue Sky deal with this increasingly difficult issue of drug prices, increasing drug prices? Well, it is a complicated issue, and um, we could have lots of podcasts on this topic in, in, in its own right. But I would say that you know, specifically to a pharmacy, we're, we're fairly agnostic when it comes to drug pricing. And what I mean by that is, the, we don't tell the prescriber what to prescribe and we don't tell the PBM what to charge for it. We're dictated to on, from a pricing standpoint. We're told what the drug is going to cost and how much the patient needs to pay in a copay. Our challenge is when a patient can't afford that copay, how do we work within foundation dollars, manufacturer patient assistance? I mean, there are a lot of headwinds in drug pricing, but there are a lot of tailwinds in, in accessibility. And our job is to capture those tailwinds, apply them to the patients when warranted, and uh, make it easy for that patient to get on drugs. You know, the, the price of the drug is set by the manufacturer. The, the cost of the drug to the patient is managed by the PBM or the pharmacy benefit managing company. Um, and and you know, that's where we sit from a contractual relationship on, on reimbursement. Well, one thing that's unique uh, about what you do, particularly with these drugs, which I presume are more expensive, in addition, just filling the prescription to provide that patient navigational experience to help them get assistance. I mean, that's a whole nother sector of your business, I, I presume, and another value add that you bring to, to the patient, which they may not appreciate uh, if they haven't gone through it before. For sure. They appreciate, we know which patients have and haven't been with some of the larger pharmacies out there in the world. Um, Cause the ones who have really appreciate the work that we do for them. Um, and the ones who don't like, we just think that they're the lucky ones because uh, they've never had to go the other route, but patient assistant programs are complicated. There's lots of regulatory, there's a regulatory you know, sort of environment around it. And then, you know, some of it's foundation dollars, some of it is manufacturer dollars. So it really depends. Every patient's uh, situation is unique. And, and our job is to figure out what they can afford and where they can qualify and help them get on therapy again, just as quickly as we possibly can. Speaking of that patient experience, you've, you've grown to be all over the country. And, and how does the patient experience change when you've grown so rapidly to be in so many different locations and serving so many more people? Yep. So we, um, you know, we hear from our physicians offices in particular over the years, you know, they really like us, we do a great job and they like it because we're small. And the challenge for us is how do we get big, but stay small from how people, you know, touch us and feel us and interact with us. And so the way in which we're organized internally, um, if you were to come into our office, we're really sort of set up as like six or eight miniature specialty pharmacies where, there are you know, pods of people and teams of people that are pharmacist led and you know, they're working in, in a geographic area with certain practices and certain sets of patients. And, and we're, we're able to replicate that once it gets to a certain size, it striates and then we replicate it again. And that allows for a very high touch model to scale as we grow 
the business around the country. And we've also added um, physical brick and mortar locations in outside of Mount Pleasant to help with that. So we have a, a satellite location in Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as in Daphne, Alabama. So you know, when when necessary, we're we're not opposed to opening um, sort of another regional location. You know, Mount Pleasant will always be home for us, but um, we continue to look for opportunities to expand both um, sort of virtually as well as physically. Matt, let's talk a little bit about PBMs. You mentioned them earlier. Um, another controversial topic. Um, you described a little bit about their role uh, with respect to where you play in the in the system. But there's been a lot of talk about is the role, um, do they have too large of a role in dictating who gets what and how, how and how they get paid? So um, what what and there's some proposed legislation uh, being considered that would regulate PBMs in a in a different way than they have historically. What what's been your experience and Blue Sky's experience with PBMs and where do you see the uh, PBM industry going in the future? Uh, there's a lot of questions packed in there, and, and I'll do my best. Um, I think PBMs, uh, over the last 10 years, you know, they've just vertically integrated into such a way that they vertically integrated them into a box, and there's nothing left for them to do but to be regulated and, un, and you know, de or disintegrated. Um, the, the South Carolina is a great example, right? We're, we're a patient right to choose state. But the way in which the PBMs have written their agreements with the, you know, the major insurance carriers in the state, it's a patient's right to choose. But since you chose that insurance plan, you no longer have a right to choose. So the PBMs have essentially contracted themselves into relationships with one uh, specialty pharmacy in particular. And generally speaking, they own that specialty pharmacy. And I think the thing that they did to themselves, unfortunately, was they didn't treat their specialty pharmacy in the same way they treated um, folks like us and, and others in the industry, uh, both from a reimbursement and, and a sort of counterparty perspective. So that's why you start to see legislation being approved and adopted um, on a bipartisan basis in states like Wisconsin, where now PBMs are going to have to be really, really, really transparent and they thrive in the opacity that they've created. And um, so we talk about drug prices. Well, you know, the manufacturer sets the drug price, has all kinds of rebates, and the PBM sweeps those rebates into their own pricing model. And we don't ever see those, um, we never see those rebates hitting, hitting you know, the, the, the patient, right? They live inside of the PBM is one example. So I, I think it's inevitable that the, the model will change. It's not sustainable. There's a ton of cry to lower drug prices. And um, I think that's a great place to start is by breaking up the PBMs, allowing patient choice um, and, and allowing for, for specialty pharmacies, not just us, but independent specialty pharmacies all over the country. I mean, there's tens of thousands of us out there to compete on service, right? And, I, and to give good service to practices and patients. Yeah, that's very good points. Uh, what do you see as some of the most prominent issues in the traditional pharmacy model? Obviously, you have a, a non-traditional model, but what are what are some of the things you think are, are working through traditional pharmacies that that might be able to um, overcome in the in this particular industry? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's an interesting question. I think from from where we sit, we look at um, the traditional pharmacy world and we see a lot of uh, push towards digitization. You know, 
the, the big pharmacies that are working in, the, in sort of the traditional retail pharmacy model, they want digital engagement with, with the patient. Right? They want patients to, you know, they want to get their prescription digitally from the provider. They want the patient to have, you know, their app on their phone and they want to be able to let them know when they can come by and pick it up. Um, you know, I think the fact that Amazon, you know, has, has decided to, to try to figure out how to play the game of pharmacy is really interesting. How can you take, um, you know, this retail behemoth and that has a, a, a core technological advantage over sort of any other retail pharmacy, you know, how can they provide that corner drugstore service in a direct to consumer model? It's still to be seen. I think they've got a lot of work to do. PillPack is a really interesting startup business and it's a great launch pad, uh, but, but how will they actually do it and compete with Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, right? You know, the, the names that we all know, um, you know, that, that's still being written. And then you, you have the other side of that coin, which is Mark Cuban coming into the traditional retail pharmacy world and, and you're trying to shun the PBM and say, look, drug prices are what they are. Let's shine a light on them. We deserve as professionals to make a 15% margin on our time, effort, energy, and cost of capital. And I'm going to put my energy on shining that light on PBMs. And, you know, it's not without its challenges, right? Because the system is really convoluted and, and, and it's hard to break and it's hard to beat. But if a billionaire is interested in spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to shine that light, I think it's great for the entire industry um, and, and, and will be, there will be change as a result of that, whether his endeavor is successful or not, or, or what he defines as success, I don't know. Uh, but it certainly will shake some things up. So I think if I'm a retail pharmacy, I love the fact that Amazon's involved. It makes me have to work harder. And I love the fact that Mark Cuban's trying to, you know, shine a light on the inequity that's created by the PBMs. Yeah. That's, those are very good points. Those are very good points. Uh, what do you think we'll see in terms of benefit designs in the private insurance world that deals with covering uh, drugs? We know that drugs are expensive. We know that the employers are look, looking at ways to try to reduce their health care spend for employees. But do you see anything new coming out with respect to benefit designs that would impact the, the, the coverage of drugs? I don't, but that doesn't mean anything because that's just not an area of, that I spend a lot of time thinking about. Yeah, I think when we listen to our healthcare provider clients talk about things that concern them, the benefit design is something that they're worried about as employers try to provide less coverage. But some of these are life-saving drugs. And so I don't know how they're going to be able to carve out to carve those out for providing insurance coverage for these type of drugs. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it impacts some of the specialty drugs that you that you work on on a daily basis. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? We, we, we have a full spectrum, you know, while we have an average price per prescription sort of across the year, um, you know, there's a lot of variability in the pricing. And, and we have patients who's cost of therapy for a year is over a million dollars, right? How does an employer group become a captive and deal with that one employee? And, and, you know, that's a very challenging thing to do. Yeah, it is. It is. 
Well, Matt, we're about out of time, but I wanted to thank you for your for your time today to talk about this huge industry that is just changing all the time. It seems like Blue Sky has has kept up beautifully, and uh, and your your model's working nationwide. So thank you so much for being here and and taking the time to share with us. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Taking the Pulse.